0: You're listening to More Than a Song, Episode 207. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Before we get started today, I want to mention that if you are listening to this podcast prior to the first weekend in March 2018, I invite my lady listeners and encourage my guy friends to encourage the women in their life to attend the Heart of Worship Women's Conference in Gonzales, Louisiana. I will be the keynote speaker for the conference, and I relish the thought of meeting many of you face-to-face. You can find out more information by visiting a link to the conference at com forward slash heart of worship. All right, let's just jump right in. I was drawn to this week's song because... Of the title, and because of the fact that it's climbing up the charts in the in Christian music, and Hannah Kerr in her song "Warrior" inspired me to consider Ephesians chapter six and the armor of God. But before we dive into Scripture, let's listen. <laughs> very clear to me as I have walked the path that God has for me this week that we must be ready for the battles that rage all around us. The battles rage within me, the battle against pride and haughtiness in areas where I am most equipped. God has gifted me and equipped me and then what do I give him in return but a little pride and and arrogance. (laughs) the battle rages in marriages all around me we've had the privilege of walking beside those who were brave enough to ask for prayer and ask for god's counsel ask for accountability ask for miracles ask for hope many more are in our midst who have been unable or unwilling to reach out the battle rages in our worship in our relationships and in our homes and paul's letter to the ephesians addresses all of these areas it ends with us suiting up with the weapons and protection that we need to fight these battles as warriors. Lest you ever wonder what you're here for, it is to fight, to stand up as a warrior against the spiritual warfare of our day. And please, friend, do not go into battle unprepared. So before we jump into chapter six of Ephesians, I do want to give a little background and advice on how to approach this epistle. Now, the word epistle is just another word for letter, okay? So it's a letter from Paul. I learned a new phrase recently that I absolutely love from a new friend, Colleen Searcy, who's a Bible teacher and a speaker, and I'm going to link to her uh, webpage in the show notes if you're interested on following up with her. But I'm going to add it to my list of Bites for you. It's a new BITE, B-I-T-E is just an acronym for Bible Interaction Tool Exercises, and I share these with you to help you take a bite out of God's Word, if I if I can be so cheesy, and develop in you these varied habits to keep your time in Scripture interesting and also sound. Okay, so what's the new bite? Well, it's called reading the envelope. I love that phrase because when you get a letter in the mail, it is natural to read the envelope before diving into the text. So when you read an envelope, what do you do? You look to see who it's from, and who it's to, and maybe even when it was postmarked. So when you read the envelope in Scripture, you're going to do the same thing. So in our case, we follow the bite of reading the envelope of Ephesians. We see in the very first verse, we read Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. Now to really understand when it's postmarked, so that tells you who it's from, Paul, and who it's to, to the saints who are in Ephesus, and uh, a lot of the commentaries that I looked at said that it's it didn't look like it was to a specific group of people, but more like a region. And to really understand when it's postmarked, you're going to have to do that too. You're going to probably have to rely on the experts a little bit. If you have a study Bible, which I highly recommend that you add to your uh, resources, Then it should have some introductory information before each book of the Bible. And that's where you can discover a lot of these facts on your own. Now, the commentary resource I use this week dates this book between AD 61 and 62. And it's most likely written during Paul's time in prison in Rome. All right. So, even though you're going to be focusing on the last part of Ephesians, I encourage you to approach this letter. As a letter. I mean, you would never open a letter from someone and read it one line or one page at a time. You'd read it all the way through the first time, maybe even a couple of times before you stopped to pull apart smaller portions. So follow the bite of read and keep on reading. And I guess another bite, uh, read in context. Okay, so you'll get the whole context of the scripture of that book of the Bible by reading it all the way through and you do that. Just read and keep on reading. It's only six chapters this time. It's super easy. You can easily read through this one in one sitting. And I would maybe even find an easy to read translation like the New Living Translation or the New International Version to read through it at first. These are thought for thought translations, which make them easier to read. Okay. And then as you shift from reading to study, Or maybe you read it through one time in one of those easy-to-read translations and then read it in a word-for-word translation like the ESV, the um, English Standard Version, or even the New King James Version. Those are word-for-word translations. But that's, by the way, another bite, which is reading in multiple translations. So as I read through, I noticed that the phrase heavenly places or heavenly realms is used several times. I really never noticed it before, and since it's specific to the area of scripture that we're going to be talking about, it really caught my eye. So I've, I found uh, a resource, gotquestions.org is one of my favorite places to go online to get some sound answers uh, from from reputable commentators, and uh, the phrase it says on, and I'll link to this specific article in the show notes at michelleknizat.com forward slash 207. All right, so the phrase heavenly places or heavenly realms is used several times in the book's book of Ephesians and it gives you the verse references. This phrase is translated from the Greek word epouraneios meaning the sphere of spiritual activities. Heavenly realms can refer to both angelic and demonic activity. All right, there I realize that there is not a heavenly realms 101 in scripture. We do get a glimpse here and there, enough to know this, that there is a spirit world that we do not see, but that very much impacts life here on earth. So with the variety of places that it's mentioned in Ephesians, the main themes of the letter that we see, it's going to be important to us to be equipped for spiritual warfare. We will step into uh, this spiritual warfare as warriors in worship and in our relationships and in our homes. And those are the major themes of Ephesians. So when we jump into our focus text for the podcast today, I want you to know it's talking about spiritual warfare and that'll become painfully obvious in a minute. But I also want you to know it's not um, separate from the whole letter to the Ephesians or the whole letter to the Ephesians or to the, the saints in Ephesus, Okay. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit. There is so much going on there. And I, um, even reading it again to you, I've got new thoughts that I don't have in my outline. And so I just want you to know that no, you can do this for yourself. And I know you may not see the things I saw. And isn't that the beauty of kind of doing this together? That I would see things that you wouldn't see, but that God may reveal things to you on your own. And that's what I really hope to inspire you to do. Now, you see that Paul starts this section with finally, like a wrap up of everything he's discussed to this point where we are to be strong in the Lord and in whose strength? The strength of his might. I keep walking around in my own strength and I need to, to be strong in him and walk in the strength of his might. My, my might's not worth a hill of beans. And we are to put on the full armor of God so that we, we may stand against the schemes of the devil. Did you hear it? I just saw it. Full armor was twice. It was repeated twice. And then the to stand was like it said, stand, stand, stand three times in a row right in that one two verse section. So we are to stand that we can stand against the schemes of the devil. First, we need the whole armor. And then second, we need. We, uh, we need to stand. And the, the thing that points that that jumps out at me is that the devil is a scheming son of a gun. He's not passive. He's scheming. He's up to something. And in case you think that the battles you are raging against are people in your life, or uh, cancer, or um, adultery, or divorce, or um, you know, a loss of a job or whatever tragedy, in case you think the battles are, you can see them, make no mistake, you can't. We wrestle, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So if our battle is spiritual, then our armor is spiritual as well. And notice the text does not give us a battle plan, although I contend uh, that it's not that different. You know, I, I don't think that the devil's scheming is all that different from what you see even way back in Genesis and all the way through the, uh, the Bible. It doesn't say, okay, now he's going to do this and then you do this. And then when he does this, you use this. It does say that we will be able to stand with the armor the the whole armor and it said the whole armor twice that's important now the first piece of our armor is truth and Satan is described as the father of lies so it's no wonder that putting on the belt of truth is a key element of our protection against him and I don't want to forget that one of Jesus's I am statements or I am declarations was I am the truth. Don't over spiritualize this too. You know, truth is truth. Just don't lie. Don't speak untruths. Don't twist the truth. Speak the truth. Keep that belt of truth. It's holding everything else together. It's it's like it's like a belt. You know, it's keeping the pants up. Okay. Share the truth of the gospel. Put on the belt of truth. It will hold everything else together. And then next, we're to put on the breastplate of righteousness. And that breastplate guards our vital organs against fatal blows, okay? Vital organs like our heart. And our heart, uh, to the Greeks, was the center of vitality. And the Hebrews would have understood it as just the physical, emotional, intellectual, and moral center of a person. It's, it's our being, okay? And what protects that? Well, the breastplate of righteousness, which is right and right. Right before God, right? So whose righteousness? Not our righteousness. That's worth nothing. Christ's righteousness is our breastplate of righteousness. It, it is what protects our heart, not our own. We are given his righteousness as our own at salvation. So that's what protects our heart. Not our good works, not our trying to right live, which is is not done in vain in, in that we should have the mind of Christ. We should follow him But it's not our own righteousness that protects. Uh, Next, we see footwear uh, as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, it says. And as we advance into the territory of the enemy, because we are not just in defense, we're in offense. As we advance into that territory, our feet must be protected. The footwear, however, is not designed for the Christian to prop up on the ottoman of life. We're to advance the gospel. And so we have footwear. Next, we are equipped with the shield of faith in verse 16. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Commentator N.T. Wright says, Belief in Jesus as the risen Lord and utter loyalty to this Jesus will protect you when the enemy hurls flaming arrows at you. It is our faith that prote- that will protect us against what arrows? What what kinds of arrows? With doubt and despair and tragic circumstances and crises and temptation and personal tragedy, even triumph. Triumph that can lead to pride and arrogance, like I talked about earlier. That's our faith that will keep those arrows from piercing us. But what is our shield of faith? Is it the latest self-help book? Is it your calming drink of, of or drug of choice? Is no, I mean it's it's faith and this faith it's faith in the in the in the Christ in a savior and it's this faith will extinguish these arrows that have been hurled at you. And then next listed is our helmet of salvation. We've already protected our heart, but what does a helmet covering our head protect? Or what do you think it symbolizes? Well, our way of thinking, our mind, and what protects this? Our assured salvation. We've we've received this free gift of salvation from our Messiah. You can know that this battle, though it is fierce, is not the final battle. Christ wins. We've seen the end of the book. We've been rescued. And we have to protect our way of thinking to reflect this truth. And we have to protect our minds against false doctrine. And our salvation does this for us. That's why our lost loved ones seem so tossed about with every wind of doctrine. Now, the only offensive weapon in our armor is listed is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This glorious gift that I keep hoping to inspire you to read and interact with, this is your weapon. The rest is protection, but warrior, you need to be equipped with the word of God. And you can see just how powerful the word of God is when you consider Jesus's temptation In the wilderness, it's told in Mark and Matthew and Luke, he battles against the enemy with the word of God and he rises victorious. And we have that same weapon, but only once we've invested enough to read it, (laughs) you got to start somewhere. Okay. I understand that sometimes you read it and you don't understand it. and, And we're trying to move in that direction as well, but read it, understand it, hide it in your heart for the day of battle when it's needed. And if you want to make traction in an area where a battle is raging, do not leave the word of God on your bedside table. All right, we suit up with the armor. We grab our only offensive weapon, the word of God, and that's it, right? Well, hold up. <laughs> we already read it. Verse 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. Prayer, it's It's not really given a metaphorical place in the armor of God. It doesn't say and prayer is the, I don't know. The the bow and arrow, you know, but it is absolutely connected to this instruction on how to defeat the schemes of the enemy. We are to pray when all times. How? Not in our own strength or knowledge, but in the spirit. And it goes on to say that we're to pray with perseverance. We're to pray on behalf of other believers. And Paul specifically asks for the right words in the right way to boldly proclaim the gospel. And so we are to pray for those that are, that are around us, ourselves and those around us, bold, to have those words to boldly proclaim the gospel. <clears throat> this is power, powerful stuff. I, I don't know if you've gone through a thousand studies on the armor of God or if this is your first time really hearing it in this kind of detail or maybe you're somewhere in between, but don't let the word of God get old to you and don't cherry pick the pieces of armor you will put on. We are to put on the whole armor. So what's next? We'll read all of Ephesians, and I want you to pay close to the themes of worship and relationships and home life. Consider how being armed for spiritual warfare in these areas may affect the outcomes in your life. And then put Hannah Kerr's song Warrior on repeat and let it remind you of all you've learned. And then while you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. Hop on Twitter at or Facebook. Michelle L. Neezat Niz- is my public page. We can talk about what you're learning. And before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank the premier Christian music streaming service, TheOverflow.com, for pointing their subscribers to this podcast. But more importantly, pointing them to God's word through music. And when you subscribe to their trial, you will receive a 10-day series of devotions I wrote based on some of my most popular podcast episodes. So I encourage you to check them out at TheOverflow.com. And I want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Michelle from Illinois, Lydia from Egypt, Kathy from Louisiana, Rick from Florida, Trevor from Minnesota, Madupe from the UK, and Debbie from North Carolina. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website will benefit from an email that I send once a week, and in that email, you will get a memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, your desktop, your tablet. You can even print it out. You will also get an email recap of the week's episode, and you get instant access to any of the resources I create for my episodes from time to time, and all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. I wish I could do that over coffee face-to-face so head over to michellekneesthat.com to subscribe today and then don't miss an episode of my podcast you can subscribe in itunes stitcher radio and now you can follow on spotify Uh, in itunes i know there's a way for you to leave me a review and a star rating this is super important it encourages me of course but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners so as always if you take the time to review my podcast i will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using Rescuer, Good News, by Wren Collective to jump into scripture. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michelleknizat.com forward slash 207. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.